tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Please do remember that at 11 o'clock uh, we are going to have the final news bulletin with Zolega Kodashe and uh, straight after that, Closet Conversations. No one under the age of 18 should be tuned in. Um, although we'll be talking uh, relating to the young ones about the birds and the bees and how we educate them properly around this so that they're empowered but also that uh, they know their safeties and boundaries. Right now, let's look at some social conversations. We are joined by Professor Puleng Sikhalo, who is a Professor of Psychology at the University of South Africa. Thank you very much, Professor Sakhalo, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much, Patricia. Thank you for having me. Now, COVID-19 is not going away. And um, for since last year, I mean, we have been, you know, hearing so much about COVID-19, brief after brief, some fake news, uh, some news that shock us right now. We're looking at the vaccine and worldwide we are all concerned and people are also concerned around the travel restrictions because of the new strain that uh, South Africa has of COVID-19. But it seems that um, yourself and a group of young scientists have uh, come up with a way to s- discuss how policy uh, briefs that uh, focus on non-pharmaceutical interventions could be made more accessible for the general public. Talk to us about this. Um, yes, thank you very much. You are indeed correct that it seems like COVID is going to be with us for a while. And that obviously means there's also going to be ongoing scientific research investigation to try and look at ways in which we can be able to fight back if you will to ensure that uh, not uh, more people get infected to try and, and ensure that we control the infection rates um, it's it's south africa for example um, is really one of the hard hit countries in the world. So while we believe that scientific evidence is very important and it should be given attention, it's also equally important to also look at the, the public health and social uh, experiences that people have in relation to COVID-19, uh, because that is also going to assist in ensuring that people adhere to all the various protocols and regulations that are in place. There's a lot of briefs, a lot of policies that are put in place, but these are not necessarily translatable to your everyday person in understanding exactly what these policies are about, what these policies uh, mean for them and their communities. And therefore, it's important that we have the policies as living documents, things that people can relate to on a daily basis that they can also be able to engage with as well. I agree with you 110%, Professor Sakhalo, because when you're looking at um, the policy of uh, having to be quarantined, when someone in the rural area um, has to be quarantined uh, because they are now COVID positive and they, they shouldn't be exposing their family, then stigma around that uh, builds when they have to now go back into the community. Stigma builds around their own family. So clearly this particular policy, when it's being uh, briefed to us, it, it, it doesn't come to the grassroots levels. We, we understand that we must quarantine, but we don't understand mm-hmm. how the impact of saying, you know, of imposing such um, such uh, policies affect our people psychologically. Definitely. It's very, very important. Um, remember, as human beings, we are social beings. 
uh, right? Um, and and we, we believe in the collective, in being together. That's how we make meaning of life. And so when some of these policies are put in place, some of these things are not taken into consideration. Yes, it's for people's safety, but we need to understand that, you know, human behavior and the way in which people relate to one another is not something that one can just snap a finger or, or, or give a directive and then assume that people will immediately understand and adhere to that. It's, it's a process. And because it's a process, it's important, therefore, to engage with people to ensure that they understand. And you are correct, the issue of stigma as well is also a very, very important thing also to, to think about, where if maybe someone, your neighbor or someone in the community uh, has been uh, infected with, with COVID-19, the way in which people start relating to that family or that person in particular, and 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 that's always because of a lack of understanding and that's always because people uh, have a lack of information or misinformation or because the the conversations are usually not with the people but they are conversation or people are being uh, talked at and not talked with and that's a huge huge challenge uh, that we think needs to to be given attention Um, let me give an example if we if we think about the regulations that we have in place right now, uh, we need to social distance. We need to make sure that we wash our hands. We need to make sure that we wear masks, and and those are the things that we hear on the news, in the media, in our everyday encounters every day. But we usually don't go beyond that in terms of correct ways of of doing these things, and also, for example, disposal of masks as well. Those are the conversations that I think are very critical because they have other repercussions as well. We don't want to be left beyond COVID-19 with other challenges that will be confronting us as a result of some of the responses that we had to COVID-19. We might have the vaccine very soon, uh, but then beyond the vaccine, there, there could be also other challenges that we are confronted with because of the improper disposal of masks or because of the improper use of hand sanitizers. And those conversations, I think, have not been given the attention that it deserves. We are talking to Professor Buleng Sikhalo, who's a professor of psychology at the University of South Africa. A-teamers do join in on the conversation. COVID-19 is not going away anytime soon. And it seems um, the, the, the point that uh, Professor Sikhalo and her colleagues are bringing up of the fact that um, the, the social measures and everyday experience of South Africans needs to be put into consideration when we are being briefed around COVID-19, as opposed to a high level uh, briefing of well the vaccine is coming on such a day what are your thoughts on this uh, please do call in on 011-714-2006 you can whatsapp on 0614-104-107 or sms on 41391 sms is a charge at 150 professor Puleng, um you, you know the, the issue of disposing of masks properly 
Mm-hmm. Can you tell us some of the things that you and your colleagues have discussed around this? Because at the end of the day, it is it is quite a, a huge issue. Already we are sitting with the issue of of uh, um, the burials, where we're really not sure whether the coffin must be covered and wrapped in plastic or not. Um, how should the burial be done? Um, can we bury in our homestead at mm-hmm. the back of our yard? So let, let's talk about the, the, the disposing of masks uh, properly. Um, yes, because now it's mandatory for everyone to wear masks. And you think about the number of people in South Africa, think about the number of people in the world, and think about all the masks that people are wearing. Um, and in particular, we, we're talking about uh, the, 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 the disposable uh, masks that, that we get, you know, those surgical masks that we have. Um, those could be uh, seriously disastrous for the environment. Remember, when we're thinking about ourselves as human beings, we also think about ourselves in relation to the environment because what happens to us affects the environment and vice versa. The environment, what happens to it also affects us as well. So, for example, those uh, the, the disposable masks, the, the kind of fabric that they're made with um, is, is, is the kind that, just does not break down easily. Um, you know, the, the studies that have been made, uh, you know, inform us that it takes between 400 and 450 years for for uh, the material, the fabric to break down. So you can imagine if the, the masks are not properly disposed of, they're going to be lying around all around us. Um, and that's that's going to be a challenge for our well-being, but also for the environment as well. It's a threat to us as human beings. It's a threat to marine life because there's there's now been a lot of masks that have been found along beaches and other water bodies. Um, a, a number of environmentalists in Hong Kong uh, have also raised a concern around this that the the dispose the disposing of masks improperly is very dangerous for our marine life. But also, there is a possibility for, uh, or, or there's a potential for the improper disposal of masks to contribute to new infections as well. Uh, think, for example, here in South Africa, you know we have many people who uh, collect uh, things uh, every week, recycling. So if we throw our masks uh, improperly into our dustbins, there is a risk that other people can be at the risk of being infected. So the the recycling companies, uh, people who just go around in our neighborhoods also picking up things in the dustbins also are at the risk of um, getting infected if maybe there's a mask that someone who's got COVID has just thrown away. So that's also very, very um, dangerous because uh, that contamination can also be dangerous not only for the individual but also for other people around that person as well because when they're done picking up these recycling things they go back to their families and that might also contribute towards the increasing of the spread of of COVID-19. Let me go to the lines I've got an A-teamer here KGM. Good evening KGM how are you? I'm very well uh, Patricia good evening to you and to your, your guests and to the listeners. Good evening. Uh, allow me to just put a bit of a spanner to, to this discussion. Um, a few pointers that I would like to to engage your guest on. Uh, one, I don't know if she she's aware of 
the one of the greatest apologies that came from uh, the first term of office of the former president of the United States, um, Bill Clinton, when he apologized to the um, um, black Americans at the time, uh, following the the investigation that revealed that vaccines in the U.S. and by extension to Africans in particular, black Africans in particular, were used against us. Um, you can Google it. It's, it's not something that is trumped up. It's something that is real. And at the back of that, take these few comments that I'm going to make and, and indulge me on them. Um, for me, I'm not saying COVID doesn't exist. Uh, the so-called scientists tell us that COVID has been in existence. It's just the different variants that, that come and go. Um, there's also, call it a theory of the the century circulation of these um, uh, um, pandemics, if you like. The, the battle between the haves and have-nots. I mean, it's a fallacy that the, the rules applies to all of us. It's not true. And the example is the, the past funeral of the former uh, minister in the presidency, uh, Jackson Mtembu's funeral, if you remember the premier of Malanga. And what has happened or not happened to her? Had it been a, a so-called ordinary person, we know what would have happened. Uh, secondly, with, with the wearing of the masks, I mean... <laughs> We we are made to believe that COVID is, is as dangerous as, as it is said, translated through the media. Why, how come that the syringes that uh, are used to inject people uh, for other so-called dangerous diseases like HIV, AIDS, and so forth, th- those are disposed of differently, and there's even regulations that guide um, uh, health practitioners and, and medical centers, hospitals, and so forth on how to dispose them. But these masks that we wear, that apparently are supposed to be protecting us and we protecting each other from the spread of COVID, we are given the latitude to even throw them away. Hence, uh, as you said, my sister, it, uh, we got to be careful of where we, we throw these masks, which means we can throw them away on our own. We can handle them on our own without a problem. And second last point, access to, to health. Um, we know that the haves will have this first before the have-nots. Um, in terms of our socioeconomic conditions in, in Africa and South Africa in particular, we know very well where the so-called vaccine is going to go. And maybe just a step back, the funerals of the so-called high-profile people, and I let use, I've got nothing against the funeral of the former uh, uh, minister in the presidency. But did you see his coffin covered with plastic? Like, we are forced to cover uh, other people who are said to have died from COVID-related ailments. And I'm saying this carefully so, um, with due respect. You heard me say that the death is said to be COVID-related. You yourselves in the media, you're not saying people are dying from COVID. It is carefully crafted dying from COVID-related ailments or diseases or complications. Lastly, um, 
<laughs> I would like to challenge the president. When when this uh, vaccine comes, I will volunteer. The president will will apply the vaccine on me. I will apply it on him. When I was listening to to the the apology by the the former president of the U.S., I thought to myself, how sure do we even know, are we sure, so to speak, that the same vaccination that is going to be given to the so-called people on the ground is the same as the one that is going to be given to the the affluent, the rich, the wealthy, and the haves. I think these are pivotal, unpalatable things that we need to to put a little bit of realism into it and put philosophy aside. Of course, we want to be careful. Of course, we want to, to make sure that we don't spread it. But if, lastly, as my parting shot, if a government, so-called caring government like our government, insists that a an unnecessary practice called uh, opening of parliament speech, which is something that the president, like, you know, what do we call these addresses in the evening family meetings? How different is the family meeting address to the state of the nation address? The president stands in front of the TV, even in parliament. We watch him from TV. What is it with the, necess- what's necessitating the, the arrogance of ignoring the very same rules, regulation, laws that are said to be so important for us to obey, whereas they themselves do not obey. I would like some indulgence into this. Patricia, thanks Thank for you. Thank you very much, KGM. Uh, <laughs> Professor Sakhalo, I know some of the things are quite political um, that uh, KGM has mentioned, but as you have said in, 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 your, in your article that um, COVID-19 is more than just a medical response. It's something that is multi-sexual and it, it, it requires such. It requires uh, socio, um, psychosocial and political sciences mm-hmm. to be represented. It requires decision-making from those who are traditional leaders, faith groups and businesses to come together in this conversation. So perhaps uh, you can uh, respond on, on KGM based on uh, the article that you have, um, you have issued out on the research that you have done. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you, Patricia. Um, I obviously will not speak on the merits and demerits of uh, uh, the vaccine. Um, I'll leave that to other people working in that field to respond to that. But I, I agree with, with your caller in terms of the the proper disposal of uh, of masks. And he's correct in saying that in hospitals uh, or, or, doctoral, uh, or at the doctor offices, there, there are specific bins for medical waste and they get disposed of properly. That is indeed correct. Um, and if you think in the context of COVID, where our medical facilities are unable to cope with the number of infected people, where people are encouraged to stay indoors and, and make sure that you know, they, they go through the 10 days and, and, and ensure that they also take all the precautions and medications to make sure that they fight the, the, the infection. Um, at the same time, what is also not communicated is also the proper disposing of masks as well um, and also how 
such a person within the the the, the house because you know people don't live alone. There are co- there are family members as well. So in terms of proper engagement within the family, if there is one person who is infected inside the house, how how are the family dynamics affected by that in terms of helping the person, but also at the same time not running the risk of being infected yourself. Um, so what what is it that can be done? You know, at home, people can put their masks in, in, in plastic bags and, and make sure that if possible, they double the plastic bag. And if they do have COVID, they can put a note, um, as has been suggested, uh, saying risk of contamination. So that if they put it in their bin, someone seeing it outside, they look and they see that there, there is... Uh, a dangerous uh, item that that has been thrown away. So it's these these are things that people should be taught about so that they know the importance of these things. Masks can become contaminated from use, not only by COVID but by other bacteria and viruses. So it's very important that they should be disposed of carefully, making sure that after you dispose your mask, you wash your hands properly. When when you are not in in public, you don't have to wear your mask. Um, you you can you can put you can, you don't have to wear your mask for too many hours also in a day. So when you are at home, do not use a hand sanitizer. Use soap and water to wash your hands because of some of uh, the dangers that are there of overusing of of hand sanitizers. So that's another uh, dimension that I think um, if there is time uh, we could talk about the overuse of hand sanitizers, but also the mixing of hand sanitizers as well and, and the dangers of doing that. Unfortunately, Professor Sekhalo, I need to go to the news with Soleka Kodashe. So we're going to have to end our conversation here, but looking forward to more conversations with you around um, the issues that we are facing socially and psychologically on COVID-19. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good night. It's time for the news with Zolega Kodashe. Good evening, Zolega.